Miss Yarrow, the Bursi. Greetings, heathens. Welcome to Hail Satan. This is the podcast exploring Satanism, culture, and life in general through the eyes of modern Satanists. My name is Joseph Rose. I'm a member of an amazing independent congregation called Satanic Delco, and we welcome members from anywhere in the world. If you want to learn a little more about that, visit satanicdelco.com. And speaking of Satanic Delco, I didn't do any kind of year in review or anything for 2022, mostly just because I've been focused on what's in front of us, but I would like to take a moment to acknowledge some of the great work that Satanic Delco did in this last year. This surely isn't everything, but in 2022, we had a ridiculous, over-the-top award show in a theater. We had our second annual Satanic in Nature camping trip, and we're already gearing up for the next one. We donated over $1,500 to the Share Food program. We changed a second discriminatory dress code. This time it was in the Garnet Valley School District. We delivered over $2,600 in the form of our second annual Outsider Achievement Award to some very deserving high school kids. We had a very successful blood drive. I don't have the final tally, but we got a whole bunch of folks, including myself, to go out there and give blood, many who were doing so for the very first time. And of course, we did all of our usual stuff like weekly Zooms and movie nights and all of that. So, hail Satanic Delco. Thank you guys for being the best, and I can't wait to kick ass all through this next year. And if you, dear listener, find yourself in a stagnant Satanic group of some kind that has all kinds of excuses for why they aren't out there doing all of these kinds of things, start asking some hard questions and looking for better options. It doesn't have to be that way. Today, we're going to have a light episode, nothing too serious or stressful. Kirsten will join me to talk about some examples of Satan in film. First, I will acknowledge some of the awesome Satanists that have joined us recently on Patreon. We've got Jay, Dylan, Casey, Melissa, Jim, Sabrina, Arnold, Zombie, Charles, Joseph, Josh, Giovanni, Ron, Chris, Ryan, Matai, Amber, Travis, Kobe, Kristen, Ryan, and Aaron. Thank you all very fucking much. I appreciate all of your support, and I will do my very best to make it worth your while. You guys make it possible for us to do what we do, and you make us the finest congregation in the land. If any of you out there would like to support this show or join us in Satanic Delco, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. You'll find all of the important links and information over there. All right, guys. I am now joined by the lovely and powerful Kirsten. That's me. Welcome back. Hello. Tell us about your expertise in the field of cinema. Do you want me to say I hate all movies? <laughs> well, is whatever. that my expertise? I mean, if I were to describe your expertise in cinema, I would say, yeah, she hates everything. <laughs> I, uh, but how would you put it? I don't think that I hate everything. I just, I feel like I know what I like. And I oftentimes, if I don't love something, Joseph says that I hate it. Of the movies that you watch generally, you know, throughout the course of a year or so, what percentage would you guess you really like? I, I don't, I know. <laughs> There is no number small enough to calculate. I don't know the answer, but I will think about it. But the my comment is that it's not that I don't like a movie. Like I can sit in a movie theater and enjoy a movie Mm -hmm. and have a good time, or I can enjoy a movie at home. But it doesn't mean that I'm gonna, you know, that I love that movie. That I want to talk about it again. I wouldn't even necessarily recommend it to somebody. It was just a movie. 
that I, you know, enjoyed watching for. Yeah, normally when I say, hey, what'd you think about that movie? Your answer is always, it's a movie. It's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, I don't know how that translates into like thumbs up or stars, but I'm Um, guessing it's not a good rating. No, it's not. No. And, you know, it doesn't even, it's a movie is this whole range of things in between. I loved it and I hated it. Like it could be, (laughs) you know, it's a movie could be, it was a good movie. It killed a couple hours. Yeah. It could be. I don't really have any feelings one way or the other about that movie. Or it could be, you know, I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It wasn't for me. A lot of times that means it wasn't for me, but I don't <laughs> think that it's necessarily a bad movie. Right. All right. Um, so I don't know. That's to set the stage for what you can expect from my opinions yeah. on these movies coming up. Sure. I reached out to the gang in Satanic Delco to vote for their favorite depiction of Satan in film. I have the results of that poll, and then I guess we'll dive into the top three films. We'll start at the bottom. Vigo Mortensen in The Prophecy got 1%. I, I suspect that a lot of people haven't seen that movie because I haven't seen it and I haven't, I don't think I'd even heard about it. Mm. Uh, but I would like to watch it. I just didn't have time now. Next was Harvey Keitel in Little Nicky. That got 8%. I believe that's a comedy starring Adam Sandler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, do you have an experience with that one? I think I've seen pieces of it on TV when I was a kid, but I never watched it. And, you know, I was as I was driving over here, I was thinking, I don't think that I had – I couldn't even think of a Satan in film that I had seen before this. Really? I, yeah. And I'm sh- I'm. You've shocked. never seen Satan in I a was, movie? I was – I was like, there has to be something I just can't think of, couldn't think of. Yeah. Uh, but I still have got nothing. I, I, he's on TV a lot. I got a lot of Satans <laughs> on TV. Sure. Uh, but I couldn't think of any movies with a Satan in them. And I have a theory about why that I'll, I guess I'll just, you know, wait till the end for that one. All right. Next was the character Black Philip in The Witch. And that one got 12%. And then we have Dave Grohl in Tenacious D in The Pick of Destiny, which got 15%. What about The Witch and Tenacious D? I have seen The Witch, but I don't remember it very well. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil a movie or anything. Don't spoil so, it. So uh, we are going to spoil some movies, though. Probably. Yeah. Also, spoiler alert: all these movies are old. So if you haven't seen them yet, I mean, this is not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so go watch them and then come back and watch the episode. Or listen to sure, the episode. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I don't want to spoil The Witch, but I don't think it was like like Satan isn't the bad guy in The Witch, you know. I guess. Should I just should I just say it? Like I, I don't I guess I don't need to. <laughs> We're not going to really talk about the witch at all. Yeah. Uh I don't think I ever saw the prophecy. I don't think I ever saw little Nikki pieces of it perhaps, mm-hmm. but never really cared to sit down and watch it. I did see the witch and I thought it was super boring and disappointing. Although I do love to live deliciously and that's a fun mm-hmm. saying, I guess that we can take from that. I did see the Tenacious D movie once, and as much as I truly do love Ronnie James Dio, I've never felt motivated to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one at all. Was that the other, was that the last one? I thought there was another one that we mentioned, but maybe not. There were some there might have been another one or two on the poll, but they didn't even get any votes. Okay. I don't think. What were they? I, I don't curious. care. I don't. Either way, I, <laughs> I also suspect that the the ones that people voted for are mm. probably the ones that they have seen. Like I bet you, like no, definitely no one's watched all the movies. I, I shouldn't say definitely, but probably most of them haven't watched all the movies. But also, I bet people are like, yeah, I liked The Witch. I haven't seen the other ones. <laughs> right. Let's right. vote for The Witch. Um, sure, that's possible. Yeah, I, I would guess only a very few have seen all of the movies. But it was just. I don't know, over the course of your life, which depiction of Satan is your favorite, I guess. And this is where we landed. So, all right, on to our top three movies, according to the poll. We both just watched these films recently, either again or for the first time. So they are relatively fresh in our minds. Number three, with 17% of the votes, is The Devil's Advocate. This film was released in 1997. It stars Keanu Reeves as Kevin, a very successful defense attorney from Florida. Al Pacino plays a partner in a big-time New York law firm, 
And his name is John Milton. Get it, guys? John Milton. Spoiler alert, he is Satan in the film. Yeah. And you know, that's not revealed necessarily. It's until later in the, maybe not even until the end of the movie, but I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows. I mean, I must have been in the trailer or something. It's called Devil's Advocate. But. Yeah, you start to get the idea along yeah. the way, I think. Oh. At, at one point later in the film, I'm not sure. I, I have some clips pulled out of some of these films that we'll listen to. And I'm not sure if it's in one of the clips or not. But there is a scene toward the end there where Keanu is asking him, like, who are you? And he says, Satan? Like, are you Satan? And uh, Al Pacino I forget his exact answer, but he's like, well, I'm I'm called different things or whatever, you know, but it's obviously, you know, we get it. He's, he's him. He says, call me dad. Yes, he does say that. Um. IMDB describes this film this way. An exceptionally adept Florida lawyer is offered a job at a high-end New York City law firm with a high-end boss, the biggest opportunity of his career to date. Did you know this one at all before we watched it? This movie? Yeah. I was aware that it existed. I knew a little bit about it. And this is a weird story, but I remember seeing it, like the 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 cover for the movie, mm-hmm. uh, at like a movie rental place or something when I was younger. Oh, like a blockbuster? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Or a Hollywood video or something. And being like, I wanted to see that movie. I was yeah. like, that's the one for me. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I think like Al Pacino's in a suit sitting behind a... Uh, Keanu Reeves, and I was like, that's the movie for me. And then I just never watched it's it. It's probably until. just because you saw cute little Keanu Reeves. Until I I didn't actually think he was super cute until I saw this movie. I don't know. He's definitely not, like, I don't know, my type, but I he I never understood the Keanu Reeves hype until I saw this movie, you know, Saturday or whenever. This movie is what got you to understand well, the Keanu no. Reeves hype? I was like, oh, I see. I guess he is, like, a good-looking, you know, all-American kind of guy. Yeah, it's just funny that this would be the thing that now you understand yeah. the Keanu I never Reeves got hype. It and I never really, I never understood the Keanu Reeves hype. I don't, I've never, I didn't, I'm not, a, I don't like The Matrix. Of course. <laughs> Can you name a Keanu Reeves movie that you like? Um, I don't know if I've seen that many <laughs> Keanu Reeves movies. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Bill and Ted. Um, he's in Bill and Ted, right? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, I never saw that. What's the new one with the dog? John Wick. Never saw John Wick. Point Break. I never saw Point Break, no. Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula? No. Yeah, you've seen no movies. And uh, (laughs) the only other movie that I think I've seen, I've seen The Matrix, I've seen Devil's Advocate, and I've seen the next movie that we'll get to. (laughs) Right. Um, Which I can't even remember the name of right now. Um, All right, well, I pulled some clips for us to listen to. Uh, I thought this first one was a relevant one that you guys might get a kick out of. Here is Kevin at work discussing some constitutionally protected religious practices in court. Philippe Moyes killed a goat. He killed a goat. And he did it at home in a manner consistent with his religious beliefs. Now, Mr. Murdo may find that bizarre. It's certainly not a religious practice performed by everyone. It's not as common as, say, circumcision. It's not as common as the belief that wine transforms into blood. Some people handle poisonous snakes to prove their faith. Some people walk on fire. Philippe Moyes killed a goat, and he did it while observing his constitutionally protected religious beliefs. Your Honor, The city timed this police action to catch my client exercising his constitutionally protected right to religious freedom. This is a law protecting kosher butchering. Exactly, Your Honor. All right. Just to note, the coughing is part of the film. It's not me over here behind the clip. There's a guy coughing. It's part of the scene. And Okay. I was thinking perhaps Matt Kaziah could learn a thing or two from Keanu Reeves in this in this scene here, he seems to be doing a much better job. Yeah, Keanu is very confident and uh, uh, never lose. I think he never loses. He He's undefeated. Yeah, undefeated Which Florida lawyer. Quite the opposite of Mister Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but all right, we'll behave ourselves for now. She like clips, right? I got some clips. I like clips. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little clip of Al Pacino giving Keanu some advice 
after he won that case about killing the goat. Well, what do you think he's paying us in goat's blood? I figured you came down here to make sure I didn't fuck this up. Well, maybe I did. Don't ever let him see you coming. That's the gaff, my friend. You got to keep yourself small, innocuous. Maybe the little guy. You know, the nerd, the leper, shit-kicking surfer. Look at me. Underestimated from day one. You'd never think I was a master of the universe now, would you? Al Pacino dropping some subtle hints there about being a master of the universe or something. This next one is more effective, I guess, if you see the visuals, but it's a cute little example of Satan offering temptation. Specifically, he's using two foxy ladies that are giving off what Anton LaVey would call the mating signal to lure Keanu into a sinful situation. Uh, How about Cullen? How's it going? Everything on beam? That's a long conversation. Want to come up and tell me? Now? Let's talk tomorrow. You sure? (laughs) Yeah. Now, as those pauses and music and stuff are happening, Al is in the elevator with these two ladies. And, you know, they're dressed, they're sort of fancied up, and they were at some fancy event and all. And clearly, Al's trying to wrangle Keanu Reeves to come up to his room with these two ladies who, you know, when those pauses happen, the ladies are sort of start touching one another and looking seductively at Keanu Reeves. And um, I don't know, maybe they kiss a little. And they're all just trying to lure him into a situation. But he doesn't go for it. He's a good guy. He's keeping on the straight and narrow. And uh, he did not get in the elevator. And here's one final clip. This is just a little piece of a much longer monologue that Pacino gives us toward the very end of the film. Who are you carrying all those bricks for anyway? God? Is that it? God? Well, I tell you, let me give you a little inside information about God. God likes to watch. He's a prankster. Think about it. He gives man instincts. He gives you this extraordinary gift, and then what does he do? I swear, for his own amusement, his own private cosmic gag reel, he sets the rules in opposition. It's the goof of all time. Look, but don't touch. Touch, but don't taste. Taste, don't swallow. (laughs) And while you're jumping from one foot to the next, what is he doing? He's laughing his sick fucking ass off. He's a tight ass. He's a sadist. He's an absentee landlord. Worship that never. Better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. Is that it? Why not? I'm here on the ground with my nose in it since the whole thing began. I've nurtured every sensation man has been inspired to have. I cared about what he wanted, and I never judged him. Why? Because I never rejected him in spite of all his imperfections. I'm a fan of man! I'm a humanist. Maybe the last humanist. Who in their right mind, Kevin, could possibly deny the 20th century was entirely mine? Yeah, they even dropped the old better to reign in hell quote from Paradise Lost, which was, of course, written by John Milton. It all comes around, I suppose. Yeah, I think there's a few. I don't don't know what else there, but there's a few references to Milton throughout and uh, quotes. Yeah, they dropped little things here and there all throughout the film, uh, just little nods to satanic lore to Milton, things like that. I think of the three movies that we're talking about a little bit, I do think that this might be the most relevant to modern Satanism. Yes. Uh, the most connected to that in some way. Yeah. Yeah. I was struggling for the, the word, right? Like I wanted, this is the most accurate, but of course it's not really accurate <laughs> yeah. to anything. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, this is the one. 
if there's one that is the most directly relevant or connected, I would say. Yeah. Uh, on top of just the general references to Paradise Lost throughout, which is yeah. the some inspiration, lends some inspiration to modern Satanism. Well, so what did you think of this one overall? Um, I did. This is probably of the three that we watched. I think this one might be more my taste. Uh, I, I didn't love it. I didn't dislike it. I, you it's know, a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I, uh, I, I, part of the reason that I think I was interested in when I was younger too, was I always, I always wanted to, when I was, the first job I ever wanted was to be a lawyer. And I always came back to it. I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And then I would be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And now I kind of wish I would have, would have committed to it when I was in college, you know, you wish you were a lawyer now sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I too should have been a lawyer. Yeah. I wouldn't go back to school for it or anything, you know? No, I There's certainly a, wouldn't. Overall, I thought it was fun. Naming the character John Milton was a little silly to me, but all right, I guess it's a fun Easter egg. It explored some familiar themes and included some of the characteristics that we associate with Satan, like him being a tempter. That's a thing. So it was all right. It was fun. I would recommend it. I guess it's worth watching. It's fun. It's a little silly. You can't, you know, you know. It's a Keanu Reeves 90s movie. and Yeah, and I, it's based on a book, which I think actually makes me a little bit more forgiving to it because some of the, the silly, like some things that might be silly, uh, I don't always love that in a movie, but it, since it comes from a book, that's, I don't know, an excuse for me sometimes. You're adapting a, a book. I think one of the themes of the movie is also like free will. They talk sure. about that a lot. Yeah. And that I always think, I mean, it feels like a satanic concept, I guess, to begin with for the concept of free will. But uh, anyway. All right. Film number two with 20% of the votes, Constantine, released in 2005. This one also stars Keanu Reeves somehow as the lead character, John Constantine. And it features Peter Stormare as Satan. How the fuck do we have two Keanu Reeves movies on this list and in the top three? I, I don't know, but both of these movies, I think, have like pretty respected casts, you know, except for Keanu Reeves, who was until <laughs> well, very the star. You know, until very recently, people love to make fun of Keanu Reeves. And, and now he's, you know, people drool over him. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any real opinions about Keanu Reeves, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the casts for, for The Devil's Advocate, Al Pacino and Charlize Theron and, or Theron, I don't know. And then uh, this one, Constantine has uh, Tilda Swinton. And um, apparently that's the highly respected actor, Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, Gavin Rossdale does uh, have a role. Yeah. yeah. And some guy from Tool is in it for a second, I think I learned. Is he? I didn't I even think know. he might be in the bar in the bar scene. I don't know. I don't know. If I just I listened to a podcast real fast earlier today, and oh I think gosh. somebody said that. Um, uh, guys, pay no attention to any of the information given. It may or may not be accurate. We've a, not verified it or anything. Not a fact. Kirsten may or may not have heard this on a podcast briefly moments ago. Yeah, well, I was distracted because I learned that that song, that song that they play when they walk into the bar is a perfect circle song, maybe. Yes, I do remember there I, being a perfect circle I think playing. somebody, and then they were like, oh, yeah, and when he gets in there, there's a, somebody, I don't know his name, hmm. from Tool. All right. Uh, IMDb describes the film this way. Supernatural exorcist and demonologist John Constantine helps a policewoman prove her sister's death was not a suicide, but something more. That's intense. Uh, For this one, now look, let me just, I I hate to skip ahead, but guys, I did not like this movie. I'm just going to say it. But all right, we'll talk about that a little bit when we get toward the end of it. As I was going through this movie, I was just sort of making notes just sort of factual notes of what was happening in the movie. So I have some of those notes and I can go through them. I don't know if that's the way to do it or not. I don't have a lot of audio from this one. I have one audio clip later on, but we can go through and I can give a gist of what happens in the movie. Yeah, you could do that. I I will say the reason for that is because Satan isn't really a character that presents until towards the end of the movie. Right, right. The movie itself has a lot of interaction or play between angels and demons and like mythology behind that sort of. Yeah. But Satan doesn't really come into to play until the end, other than we know that he exists. I also didn't I also didn't love this movie. I, I wonder if maybe I wasn't giving it a fair shot going in because I was 
I don't really care about superhero movies. Uh, he's not like a superhero in the, you know, Superman kind of way. But I was still going in like this is a superhero type movie. And I. Right. Yeah. It's not like an yeah. Avengers thing. He's not flying around or anything. I don't know. Yeah. And like I, I said, I listened to a podcast on this movie earlier. It was just about the movie in general. Everybody was like, yeah, the first time I saw this movie, did not like it. <laughs> and then after that, I've, I've, I've learned so like so much more. I have so much more of a appreciation for like the world building and stuff. But I think that maybe a, a flaw in that for me was that there's so many characters that I don't know because I didn't, don't, didn't read the comic books and I don't care about superheroes. So I haven't <laughs> seen Constantine and other, sure. and other, um, yeah, I, I, if moving forward, if I see anything that's about Constantine, I'm out. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to partake. Well, in there's going to be a Constantine too. There is. Yeah. They're make. I think there's maybe next year or something like that. They're working on it. I hope they don't do it. <laughs> Keanu Reeves has always said he's the, that's the one character that he would like to reprise as Constantine. Yeah. Uh, and I think that they're, I think they are planning to do one soon. Hmm. Um, well, I hope something happens and causes the production to shut down <laughs> permanently. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let me, uh, should I go through some of these notes? We'll, we'll walk through this film a little bit and see if it makes any fucking sense sure. at all. The film opens with a couple of young men in a dusty spot in Mexico doing some kind of work that isn't exactly clear to me. Uh, one of them happens to step on a certain spot on the ground and he partially falls through and discovers some magical spearhead wrapped in a Nazi flag. As he touches it, he becomes possessed and then he immediately runs off and begins his trek to Los Angeles. Now, spoiler alert, this is the tip of the Spear of Destiny, which is the spear that Jesus Christ was stabbed with after he was crucified. And as we said, Keanu Reeves is John Constantine. He is the cool cigarette-smoking, loose-tie, demon-hunter, exorcist guy trying to earn his way into heaven. Why does he need to earn his way into heaven? Because as a teenager, he tried to commit suicide, which is a sin. So because of that, he is doomed to go to hell. Early in the film, he traps a demon in a mirror and destroys it by throwing the mirror out of a window. Easy enough. And as you mentioned, Kirsten, Gavin Rostell, the lead singer of the band Bush, makes an appearance in the film randomly. I was not expecting him when I started watching this movie. And then all of a sudden, Gavin Rostell popped up and... It's about as ridiculous as it sounds. He's like he's like a real character. He's not just a cameo. He's a character. Yeah, he has he has some lines and some scenes. Yeah, if throughout this film there is an abundance of terrible computer generated imagery that, in my opinion, doesn't look good or hold up in any way. Also, nearly every shot throughout the film—that's a slight exaggeration, but only slight. Most shots have some sort of overt religious imagery going on in the frame. You know, in the background, there's a cross or a church or a this or a that, something religious everywhere, just to give you the general religious overtones of the whole thing. Um, there are some supernatural horror tropes sprinkled throughout. A possessed lady crawling on the walls and ceiling, looking all creepy. That's been in about 14,000 movies now. There's a shot of a book called Satanism and Witchcraft that is prominently displayed in a couple of shots. And then Satan first appears on screen one hour and 40 minutes into this film, and the movie is only an hour and 53 minutes long. He appears as a frumpy, middle-aged white man wearing loose-fitting white clothes. That's our Satan. His goal is to bring Keanu Reeves to hell. He is awkward. And I think the attempt was to make him creepy, but I personally found him to be mostly silly. Yeah, I don't think that he was silly. I kind of liked I kind of liked the Satan imagery of it. Um, I don't really think that there was much to the character itself that I would, you know, that I care about. He he, he he's a plot point. Like he wasn't uh he didn't go on any long tirades the way that uh, Al Pacino did. He did talk a little bit. You know, yeah, I have uh, one. My only clip that I have from this, I have right here. Do you want to take a listen to that? Yeah, let's listen. Let's do it. Lou, what took you so long? Hello, John. John, hello. You're the one soul I would come up here to collect myself. Mm-hmm. 
so I've heard. And that's it. And that's most of his entire participation in the movie. <laughs> He's got essentially one scene. Yeah. He's in that one ending scene there. It's one It's one scene. Yeah. Um, and this, I think, is an example of sort of people love this Satan. He's one of the top, not just on the your poll that you did, but on every list I looked up. Really? Like best Satans in film people love. This is up there? Yeah. I don't love, understand people it. People love him. Um, well, here. You know I, what? Before we wrap up this one, my last just if we're going through the film i just my final note says a bunch of shit happens and constantine slits his wrists to lure satan somehow because of his sacrifice he's now allowed into heaven satan is annoyed at this so he removes keanu's lung cancer with his hands thereby saving his life in the hopes that he will eventually fuck it up and get damned to hell all over again yeah that's what happened why doesn't he die from his slit wrists? Because I guess he's because he's made such a sacrifice in all of oh. this that he's uh, saved. I, I don't know because this movie's ridiculous. Okay. That's why he doesn't yeah. die. I mean, one about this movie. I think there was. Um, <laughs> I what I learned was that there was two like competing primary writers. I guess who that kind of comes through. Oh really? Um, there was there's like a whole character that got cut out of it. Uh, that's. Um, we, Michelle Monaghan we saw for a second hmm. uh, and she she doesn't even talk I think in the movie but she had a, a larger role that was cut out of it there's characters that pop up throughout the movie I think that are only really in it for a moment or two that I suspect the only reason that they are there at all is to appease the comic book audience so oh, they can say right. oh yeah like um, Shia LaBeouf yeah um, like I have no knowledge of the comic book lore I, I don't me either know. and I'll say my the other thing is that, that if if you like the comic book, this might be for you. If you like sort of um, mythology of, of angels and demons and stuff, this might be a good movie for you. Uh, my knowledge of, of these things, if, you know, or if you know about biblical mythology at all, um, maybe. But if my knowledge of this stuff is, is limited to uh, the television series Supernatural, which I haven't watched in 10 years. So um, <laughs> I did not. I watched the first five seasons. Uh, I watched a little bit beyond that, but... Um, never seen it yeah uh, i mean i really i do i will say i do enjoy the satan in uh supernatural the first like five seasons of supernatural it's like a teen it's there's like just a, like a satan in it it's a it's a it's a tv like cw teen it, it's not they're not teenagers but it's like a drama you know on the cw yeah um but the first five seasons were like a planned arc i guess and that was that started out as they're like you know hunting monster of the week type ghosts and stuff and and through the first five seasons, it all like escalates to meeting the the devil, um, and or Lucifer, uh, and it's good. I mean, it's good. Highly recommend. It's good. It is good. I do really <laughs> enjoy it. What I think it's good. Uh, if you can watch it and appreciate, first of all, that it came out in two thousand five, and you're like, okay, this is a two thousand five TV show. Um, it's pretty good. It's. I mean, it's not. The I don't think I can do it. No, I but I I think you should. It's not for me. I think you should. God, I would love to just sit with you and watch Supernatural. No, I will never. No. Uh, Um, Now listen. After watching this movie and thinking about it and taking notes and everything, the primary thought that I'm left with is the fact that I trusted Satanic Delco to (laughs) vote properly on some films, and they put this at number two. I'm going to give everyone a stern talking to when I get when <laughs> yeah. I get a chance. But what I want to see is the baddest bad guy, and <laughs> and that's a problem I have with a lot of ho- like horror movies or and stuff too. Is like once you see the monster, it stops being scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you've talked up this bad guy, Satan, Lucifer, the whole time, I would like to feel a little bit threatened when he arrives. And I did. Yeah, I was that. so disappointed um, when he finally appeared on screen. First of all, the whole time. I'm watching this movie with the knowledge that people have voted for this is like their favorite version of Satan, you know, came in at number two. And so I'm waiting. I'm like, all right, I don't know this movie. Let me see this cool fucking Satan. And he never shows up. And then the movie's about to end and he shows up like a nerd just (laughs) wearing some loose white pants. Like, I just, I just didn't get it. I don't know. I, I I don't, I'm fine with it. Not my favorite. All right. Well, on that note, here we are. Coming in at number one with 27% of the vote, we have Legend. This 
is actually the correct answer. Uh, this is my personal favorite depiction of the Dark Lord. This beautiful masterpiece of a film was released in 1985. It stars a young Tom Cruise in his pre-Top Gun era, and our main bad guy is portrayed perfectly by a completely unrecognizable Tim Curry. It's worth noting that Tom Cruise does not wear pants at any point during this film. Yeah, not, he's not just not wearing pants. He's he's barely wearing a dress. <laughs> it's it's quite a short little number <laughs> yeah. that he wears all through. Um, IMDb says, A young man must stop the Lord of Darkness from destroying daylight and marrying the woman he loves. Um, do you have anything, uh, any feelings about this as we begin? All right. As soon as <laughs> the am- film begins... We're introduced to our Satan character. Specifically, he's referred to as Darkness. Although we don't actually get to see him completely yet, we just hear him. I am the Lord of Darkness. I require the solace of the shadows and the dark of the night. Sunshine is my destroyer. All this shall change. Tonight, the sun sets forever. There shall never be another dawn. Enter! Come on. Just that squeaking ass door. Everything is so good. At that point, he has a little chat with Blix, who is the most loathsome of his goblins. How fucking cool is that? Come on. You don't find yeah, that cool? Yeah, I mean, I think you should you should inform the audience who who might not know what? that this is a um like fairy tale type fantasy movie. Yes, it's a fantasy film. There are beautiful forests full of every animal running and flying around and, you know, living in this wilderness. There are gnomes. There are fairies. There are forest children and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. It's a real adventure. Yeah. I had never heard of this movie before you started <laughs> That's talking about insane. it. Um, and you, you've you been talking about it since I've known you. And yeah. I hadn't seen it until yesterday. Um you did mention a few weeks ago that there was unicorns in it, and that was that was unicorns. the first time that I was like, "Oh, it's that kind of movie." Like I had no expectations for it at all. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's a fantasy, but it's it's like a specific kind of fantasy, like the unicorn kind of fantasy, you know? <laughs> sure. Um, um, yeah. What's the question? <laughs> I don't know. Just whatever. If you have a feeling about this, I mean, it's <laughs> all right. You don't want to hear my feelings throughout about the it. film. Uh, his dialogue is. Always like this sort of dark poetry, I guess. Every line is made to be powerful and dramatic, like you just heard in that opening. Also, the contrast between Lord Darkness and his scenes that he's in compared to the rest of the movie is pretty intense. When he's on screen, the entire tone of the film changes. Like Those scenes are very different in tone. Than everything else. That's true. It, it is very, very different. Yeah. At about one hour and 12 minutes into the film, we have another example of temptation being used. Our man Darkness wants to lure Lily, who is the uh, beautiful young girl of the far. She's a princess, I believe, of some kind, although we don't learn too much about that. But she is a princess, and she has this cute little relationship with Jack, a young man of the forest sort of a a rich, fancy girl, we imagine, who has this real crush on this dirty forest kid who has, you know, arrows and shit on him all the time. Uh, Our man Darkness wants to lure Lily into being with him. So he starts by putting some shiny, beautiful jewelry in her path, and that definitely catches her attention. She touches it, admires it, and puts it on, and then begins her transformation. There is a dark faceless figure that appears dancing all around 
It encourages Lily to join and dance together. Eventually, it envelops Lily and they become one. Our sweet little Lily of the forest is now transformed into the elegant goth babe of our dreams. With a unibrow. With a slight unibrow. That's right. And then we get the full reveal. We we get to see our boy Darkness. He enters the scene by stepping through a mirror, which was cool as fuck, into the room with Lily. First, his giant red hand with black claws comes through, and then a cloven hoof steps in. And then we get a complete picture of the dude, and it is magnificent. He's large, red, he's buff, with black horns that are so fucking gigantic and awesome. It really is perfect. And he has his first interaction with Lily. Let's listen to a bit of that. Lady, do not be afraid. Quiet. Quiet. I like you, my gifts. Does the gown not please you? No. <laughs> Can you speak so of your bridal gown? I've found my true mate. And you know it. Never. Beneath the skin, we are already one. Was it not your sin trapped the unicorn? Even now, the evil seed of what you've done germinates within you. No, you lie. You disgust me. You're nothing but an animal. <laughs> we are all animals, my lady. Most are too afraid to see it. <laughs> we are all animals, he says. That sounds like it is straight from Anton. Is that not straight out of Anton LaVey? Yeah, he says a, He says a, there's a whole line about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't I'm remember, just saying. I don't remember what the line is, but there's a whole thing. Uh, do we want a little more of him and Lily? It is enough that we are alone together. Just the two of us. Some uh, simple conversation. I have nothing to talk about. You've stolen my dreams away. All things change, lady. The dreams of youth are the regrets of maturity. Dreams are my speciality. Through dreams, I influence mankind. My dream is of eternity with you. Come on. He is quite romantic, really. Oh, yes, quite. Don't you think? I mean, he is, if, if you're listening and you can't picture what he looks like, uh, well, <sighs> go look him up. But it's he is fucking the, awesome. the inspiration, I believe, for the... Ryan Reynolds, Match.com, Satan. Oh, yes, that's for sure. Um, Direct inspiration of that. Yeah, very, very romantic Satan indeed. Here's one last little clip toward the very end of the film. What is light without dark? What are you without dude come on come on i'm coming on what do you think um you just you were not able to suspend disbelief and conjure up a sense of wonder and immerse yourself in this tale i think that the scenes with darkness were you're right they had a nice um tone to them that the rest of the movie did not i personally do not care for the fairy tale fantasy type genre um i said this yesterday but like i don't i don't care i've never seen and 
don't ever plan on seeing the Princess Bride. I have no interest. I have. Um, You're such a this contrarian. Is like, uh, this is like a. <laughs> it's this is a children's movie. It yeah. literally has scenes of people being chopped up with a giant knife in a hellscape. That happened. It's a children. It's it's a children's movie with scenes of people getting chopped up with a giant knife in a hellscape. I guess. Um, I, th- to me, this is the kind of movie that would be on like, yeah, you said it was on TV all the time. Like it feels like it was a TV. I think movie it was on like time. HBO a bunch um, when I was a kid. It's like the same as like the never ending story. It's like, no, I mean, I get it. Yes. I mean, they're both a fantasy of one kind or another, fantasy. but I would say this one has a much more, uh, I don't know, a much definitely darker tone overall for sure. I did not really, I never felt that level of like, what it reminded me of oftentimes was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Um, which I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is so upsetting to me. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, And there are some cool scenes with some bad, you know, like demons and stuff. It's it's (laughs) obviously, you know, it's obviously dated now. Like you'd be like, this came out in 1997, but. um, Well, this one came out in 1985 and it's awesome. But it feels like, like that's the level of. You know. All right. Well, God damn it. I love it. And and I am glad, you know, for all of the upset that Satanic Delco caused me by voting for Constantine in number two, at least they're redeemed because everyone had uh, the good sense uh, to overwhelmingly vote for Legend in number one. I was going to be kind of upset. If they didn't, I know, I know you said that you'd be upset if I didn't like Legend. Well, I also knew you wouldn't like it because it's great. Um. Yeah, it's not my genre. Right. I do think that it's a good, you know, cartoonish, you know, devil depiction, if that's, you know. Yeah, as far as like, like with The Devil's Advocate, we talked about how that one was maybe the most, uh, I don't know, connected to sort of modern satanic ideas or whatever. This one, hmm, where does this one land in that regard? I'm not sure. Not exactly. I mean, they're not playing off. They don't actually say Satan or anything like that. They call him darkness. Yeah. Uh, some of the goblins refer to him as Big D once or twice. Yeah. He's he's a, when I say cartoonish, I mean like in terms of even his image. Like he's the the caricature of, of the devil that you think of, you know? Yeah. He's red um, with giant black horns. He really just, he looks feet. so great. Yeah. Like since I've come to know and love this movie since I was a kid. When I think of a visual of Satan, it is this. Like that's what I want it to look like. I don't know what I think of. I don't really I don't really think of images or anything. Yeah. Much. Like um, if Satan was a real dude that you could meet, I'd want him to look just like this. Yeah. I want him to talk just like listen to that voice. And fucking Tim Curry, I don't know, you know, how much you guys know about Tim Curry, but Go look up Tim Curry. You've seen him in one place or another. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's um, he's in Clue, of course. I love Clue, the film. It, the original miniseries of Stephen King's It. He is Pennywise the Clown. And he's been all over the place for decades. Um, he's a real, legit fucking dude. And he just is unrecognizable and great in this movie. And I love this movie. I love Tom Cruise. I'm a big fan of 80s Mia Sarah who is Lily in this film. And I just love it all. Love it all. If you haven't seen it, guys, please do yourself a favor. Go out and watch Legend, starring Tom Cruise and Tim Curry. And there is, I guess it's maybe worth noting, there are several versions of this film floating around. There's like a American theatrical cut. There's a director's cut, which is the one Kirsten and I just watched, the director's cut. There's like a TV edit version that's floating around there's a, there's like four versions out there so i recommend everybody watch legend do you have any final thoughts for the audience about about, about any legend? of this um i will say we only watched three movies i definitely would like to watch maybe some other ones but i'm i'm mostly interested I, i'm hoping that there's some depiction of satan out there in the film that has some kind of characteristics or values or something that align with with modern satanism that that we can pull the same way you know the devil is the bad guy in paradise lost but we find all these kinds of good characteristics about him and pull them out and and are inspired by them yeah Uh, but these movies maybe you you could maybe i don't know if it works well in the context of a movie 
you know? Because if you're going to have the devil, I mean, why would you have him if not to be the bad guy, right? I mean, you'd almost have to be a Satanist making a movie to intentionally show Satan in a different light. (laughs) I know. I don't know. I just wish there was a something, I don't know, something that was like made sense about it, you know? Like even in, you know, there's all kinds of movies where the bad guy has, you know, maybe an interesting point or motive. Maybe he's going, you know, the wrong. Yeah. Well, um, even even in Legend, as, you know, I hate to give away a, a spoiler or anything, but it, he loses. You know, our man Darkness does not win in the end. But as he's going down, he's pointing out all of these sort of hard truths to Tom Cruise. He's saying, you know, some of it, you heard a little bit of it, where he's saying things like, there is no light without darkness. You need me. You know, we complete this picture. Yeah. You can never destroy me. I'm in all of you. And so that's a little something. It's not exactly saying, hey, he's a good guy. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. And I think with the devil's advocate, maybe even like to make a point about having free will or mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you know, don't listen to God's, you know, yeah. waving yeah, your yeah. finger at you. Um, I would like to see more of, you know, a th- um, I guess an example of a bad guy who did an, a, a bad thing in a movie that people constantly are like, yeah, but I get it, is like the Thanos was right, or Thanos, I, I, never, I didn't see that movie, don't know how you say it, but people, like he's a bad guy, he's the bad guy in that movie, but people are like, yeah, but at least he had like some real motive behind it or intention, you know? Right. You know, um, I did see that movie and I couldn't tell you one fucking thing about it. <laughs> I, I, I just... Yeah. Nothing. Um, I don't know. He um, snapped his fingers and shit happened. I don't know. Well, I would like to, I would like to be able to find more inspiration from some of these movie devils right. um, somewhere. There's a lot of Satan in TV, I think, that I think those devils are a little bit more fleshed out just because there you have a lot more time to flesh out a character on yes. television. Yeah, when you have um, hours and hours to write yeah. a character, that's a lot different. Yeah, so I, I know we got comments on on your poll that were like, uh, Lucifer and, and Lucifer, which I've never seen, but my stepmom. I've never seen any of these TV it. shows with um, a Lucifer. And I have never had any real interest in watching Lucifer, but now that I think about it, like I probably should. It's a devil, you know, a devil show. Um, but Supernatural, <laughs> yeah. Supernatural is another one where like I felt like the lead up to the to the devil coming, like that that type of tension and anticipation building, I think was more fun for me than like actually when the devil was like present right. but or then lucifer in that show yeah uh, there's another show i was thinking of but i can't remember all of a sudden but yeah there's a bunch of tv shows that have a lucifer character that's very you know more fleshed out right on um, all right well kirsten thank you once again for helping on this episode and for recording it with me yeah i'm sorry that i hate everything i'm sorry to you and to your audience you do hate everything um, i've learned my lesson but it's i just i'm waiting for someone to give me the the best thing and you haven't done it yet. So please, yeah. audience, send in better. Yeah, sure. <laughs> send in better uh, movies. All right. Well, to all of you out there, I apologize for this episode. Uh, don't worry. Uh, we'll never do this ever again. If you have a moment out there, please visit the website at HailSatanPodcast.com. I'd like you to stay safe out there and hail Satan. Ich bin nicht